0: on the way, on the way, to the big check, you ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way, you ain't take a risk cause too afraid, I'ma just eat till I'm overweight, on the way, on the way. What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindset Podcast, I'm your host Xavier Millicent and with my co-host uh, Diana Kent.
1: What's up everybody?
0: And today there is going to be another super dope informal episode and we have Will, Will, He's uh he's the he's the owner of Apex Home Solution. He's also a real estate investor. He's doing a lot of dope, great things. He always uh I follow him on Twitter. He always putting out dope content. So I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely <laughs> like him to come on the show. So welcome to the show, bro. I appreciate it,
2: man. Thanks for having
3: me
0: on. Most definitely, most definitely, man. And uh the first question we love asking our guests is, like, so what was the start to to you doing all the things you're doing now? What was the start? <laughs>
3: um, so I started um. I basically started soon as I jumped out of high school. I was like, I think I was like 17. So as soon as, um, you know, I, I got on these Sean Terry podcasts and I watched a lot of videos. So, you know, it took me, um, I think like from the middle of senior year, uh, to like a week after I graduated, that's how long it took to actually get that first deal.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's a week. Yeah. yeah,
3: man, it's, um, it's been a journey since then. I mean, um, it was tough. It was tough at the beginning, mainly because I didn't. I didn't really have a, um, you know, I didn't. Have, I didn't have a mentor. Right. Hey. I didn't have anybody out there guiding me. So what I was doing, I was locking up contracts like, freaking ninety percent of ARV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I was locking up everything and just throwing everything on the wall, seeing what sticks. Um, but you know, in order to be successful, dude, you got it. You got to have that initiative. You have. You actually have to go out there and do it, not mm. just. Not just out, not just sit there on your laptop and just listen to podcasts and you know, seeing, hearing all this information, you gotta actually go out there and do it. Even if you're gonna fail, even if you're gonna, even if you might look kind of stupid at the beginning, but you know, it's worth it because you get that experience. Mm. So, yeah, man, that's how I started. Um, at the beginning, um, but after that, I mean, it's just me. You know, it's been pretty cake after that.
1: So. so, how many years total has it been for you?
3: Um, I've been. Full whole time wholesaling for like a year, a year and a half now. Okay. Um, before that, I was like dabbling in and out, trying to get a deal, um, trying to get deals, and you know, just um, yeah, just going on crazy Zillow. And I wasn't really doing, I wasn't really doing what I'm doing now. I wasn't putting in the marketing money. That's where I messed up at the beginning. You know, I grabbed a check and I just paid off debt because I quit. I quit before I got my first deal. I quit my job before I got my first deal.
0: Mm. So why, why, and, why, and why was that
3: because dude I was I was tired I wasn't I mean I, I I already dude I already got I already had it stuck in my mind I'm a real estate investor
2: I'm
3: not going to listen to nobody this guy you know and I was working as a server I was working at a, as a server at a restaurant and you know I'm over here talking business and I'm, I'm asking the owners like hey so how you got into real estate this and that business and this and that and everybody looked at me dumb so you know and the boss you, you're like nah man you're, you're not a real estate investor Go ahead and uh, you know go to school, get a job, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I said, forget all that, dude, I, and I just started. You know, I quit. Um, I actually got my first contract, and then I quit. So I got my first contract, and then I quit. That didn't close, and then I was like left empty handed. I was,
0: yeah, it was. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was
3: pretty rough. But I was like seven. I was like seventeen, eighteen. So I was. I didn't have a lot of bills. You know, all I was right. still living with mom. So okay,
0: so it yeah, was like. Life
2: or death. No, nah, it
3: wasn't life or death. Um but I still had you know, I still had a car a card note and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I still had my phone bill and stuff like that. Regular bills that you have as a seventeen year old. Um I wouldn't recommend that nowadays <laughs> <laughs>
2: No. No. Nah,
3: that's that's not a smart idea now. Yeah, I but um uh, but yeah, man, that's uh that's basically what happened at the beginning.
2: So, um with okay. my job and nine months later I I actually got I ended up getting my first
0: deal and and uh, yeah, things just went from there. So, the, the, describe like the hot, the first deal, like the details of it, if you don't mind.
3: Oh, so at so the yeah, to be honest, uh, kind of. Let me see. It was a Craigslist. So I was posting Craigslist ads at the beginning. I didn't have any type of marketing money. All I knew was um, post Craigslist ads and go on Zillow and call for sub by owners.
2: And uh,
3: out of nowhere, this dude. Here in Pompano, um, Pompano Beach, Florida, he was talking about, hey, I just, um, you know, uh, saw your ad, um, uh, says that you buy houses, uh, come take a look at this one. So, we went over there, um, I got it for 50, I ended up selling it for 55, it was a little single family house, and, um, here in Pompano Beach, like a 900 square foot house. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: so, yeah, after that, um. I ended up paying. I ended up paying a little bit of closing costs.
3: Guess my buyer. He he negotiated me down, so I I walked away with like a little over um a little little over thirty five
2: hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, that's that's the first deal, and things. You know, it was tough after that. It was it was very tough after that, mainly because I didn't. I, to be honest, I think I got that deal. God, God sent that deal to me because I didn't. I did. I, I think I maybe posted
2: like three ads on Craigslist. I, w- I wasn't doing a lot of marketing. I was just doing a lot of cold
3: calling. Cold calling? Uh, yeah, for, for sell by owners.
0: And, I, and I'm glad, and i glad, And that's something I'm glad you brought up, cold calling, because that's something I definitely want to touch on. Because, you know, on Twitter all the time, I always see people speaking on cold calling, saying, like, they trying this strategy, or this happened, and this <laughs> happened, whatever. They always got crazy cold calling stories. So I'm like, right. the question I want to ask you is, what do you think are the, the keys to successful cold calling?
3: You got to have good data. You gotta have very good data Uh You cannot go cheap on data So Um you, you mean You can go cheap on everything else But you can't go cheap on data And that's That's probably like the biggest key Uh To wholesaling Uh To cold calling I mean Um I used to I used to generate lists off list stories And whatnot, And I, It would just be Super Um super broad i would get people that bought like two days ago like two weeks ago two months ago and uh we don't do that anymore now so um what we do is um, we target people that are uh over that have over 19 year ownership mm. absentee owners and um and uh, absentee owners and owner occupants mm. so yeah mm. man i mean a lot of people don't do the owner occupants mainly because they're living in there but there's some people that they they Their house might have been trashed or something. They might have been broken in. They just want to leave, and they never change their mailing address. So, Um, so that's yeah. So we target those as well. Uh, But yeah, man, that's um, good data. And um, let me see what else. Probably an auto dialer. You got to get an auto dialer. Mm. Yeah, an auto dialer, man. You got to get an auto auto dialer. I use ZenCall. Um, my mentors—they get—they have a, a link where you could get it for ninety bucks a month. It usually costs like one hundred fifty bucks. I think it's like allindialer.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, because you're able to dial at a at a fast, at a super fast pace. You know, because it's all—it's a numbers game. I mean, mm-hmm. I think just yesterday my my cold callers—they did like sixteen hundred phone calls. You know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get sixteen hundred. You're not gonna do sixteen hundred phone calls on your own. No, you're not. Nah, dude. Um, so it's a numbers game. Uh, you got to put out as many phone calls as possible. And, um, and really that's, that's, that's the name of the game, uh, you know, with anything to be honest, with direct mail, with, uh, with PPC marketing, bandit signs, it's all a numbers game. You got to put out a lot. It's not, you're not going to get, you're not going to make a hundred phone calls and you know, you're not going to do a hundred phone calls and think you're going to get a deal. You're not going to do that. It's not,
2: you know,
3: it's not feasible. Well, it might, it might be, but you know, it's not, the chances are super low. Oh, so,
2: so yeah.
1: You mentioned you have a team of cold callers. So, what sparked that idea for you? And do you still cold call, or you just let them do all the work?
3: Um, they cold call. They cold call my the, the single family, multi small multi family list that I have I I still cold call myself but I cold call like 10 20 units 30 40 50 units mm-hmm. I cold call the bigger deals because I don't want them to um to go ahead and talk to these sophisticated investors mm-hmm. uh mainly because if they ask them a question they're going to be lo- left looking you know
2: mm-hmm.
3: unprofessional um, or um ignorant of the of some facts of real estate so what I do is um you know I have I have them I give them a huge list and I have them cold call uh you know regular mom and pops owners and um yeah, that's basically it. Uh, we have four. We have four in uh in uh, Colombia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we outsourced that, and um, you know, we um, I I really got that idea from my uh, uh from my mentors in Arizona. You know, it's um Carlos Reyes and Sal Shakir, the all in entrepreneurs. I went, I uh, you know, I went to an event, a momentum event. Um, that's what it's called, momentum. I went back there in uh, February. And they really just gave me the whole blueprint of how how they built their seven figure real estate wholesale company, and um, you know we're just implementing, we're mm-hmm. just implementing everything,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 dope that you said implementing because like something I I speak on a lot, and I've seen you speak on it too. Was like pretty much like automating, creating systems, automating systems. So like yeah. how, that's kind of what that's kind of something like what you're speaking on right now, but how like. I already kinda know how you how important you think it is, but for the people who don't know, how important is that?
2: It's important
3: mainly because I think it saves you time. It saves you time and a lot of energy. And I think that's that's something that I wish I would have done as soon as I got my first wholesale deal. I probably would have I probably would have focused more on creating a system, uh processes that give me deals
2: at ease you know I
3: don't have to go out there and chase deals because when I first got my deal I was running everywhere I was running everywhere looking for a deal I was going on appointments and you know Craigslist, Facebook uh, bandit signs um, Zillow everything I was doing everything and that's something that um, that creating a system is the is, state is gonna help you with you
2: know mm-hmm.
3: you you're, when you create a system it it um it automates everything you I know mean, you don't have to go out there and chase deals the deals come to you you know, so that's um, so that's the importance of uh of creating a you know
2: creating a process and creating a business actually because that that's a business right there yeah uh, it, it, and nothing is wrong with being uh, self employed
3: at all I mean I was self employed as a wholesaler uh, for a long time for you know two two years now um, and yeah you know, it was tough mm-hmm.
2: um, but but I think where I would have uh, what I would have done different is you know try to create actual operation
3: from the beginning.
0: That, w- that would have probably been my, um, that's something that I wish I would have done, but, you know, mm. it is what, it's hopefully I can help somebody else, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just theme, so. that process. And uh, something else, I, I seen you tweet, <laughs> I seen you tweet, you were saying, when virtual wholesaling, find the buyer before you go and do the marketing. And I'm like, mm, that's 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 dope insight. So, do you mind going into detail about that a little more? So,
3: basically, um, to be honest, I, I only virtual wholesale between florida and and um houston so when i was in florida living here i was wholesaling in houston i was in houston in florida um if you're gonna buy if you're gonna do a lot of marketing in a certain market you're gonna you're gonna want to need a buyer basically gonna be connecting the dots at that point mm-hmm. you know you don't go out there and hire a, a wholesaler you know look for a wholesaler because you already got the buyer so um so that's um you know that's that's why I said that finding the buyer is more important. I mean, you're basically just connecting the dots.
2: Connecting the dots. Uh, the
3: yeah, you're basically connecting dots. Uh, now you're basically shopping for them. You're mm. shopping for the buyer. You let mm. them. You, you know, you you ask the buyer what what do you need, where, what area, what price range, and then you go out there and look for them. I did that. I did that once. Uh, I did that. I virtually wholesale where I'd never seen the property before in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I did that one time. Uh, but after that, you know, I just started focusing in my area, you know, just concentrated on, in my market. Um, you know, my mentors, they told me that you have to make at least $150,000 a month in your market in order to branch out. And I I think that's, you know, I think it makes sense. I mean, you've mastered your market. Mm. So then I think then it'll make sense to actually venture out into, into other markets. So, Mm. so yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's dope. that's dope. I like that. And I, I want to also go into uh, Apex Home Solution. Do you mind uh, de- uh, detailing like what, what your company is and what de- what it does and all that?
3: For sure. Um, so Apex Home Solution is a real estate investment company. We buy, sell, uh, multi-family, single-family land in both Houston and Texas. Um, uh, Houston and
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Before>. <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: gonna
1: let it slide
3: <laughs> yeah sorry about that okay. <laughs> but yeah that's that's uh that's what we do man we do this mainly wholesale you know um mainly that's that's our main goal we have a lot of buyers and you know they mainly they look for us you know buyers buyers know that we got the good deals and that's one of the reasons that you know uh that we've gotten this far because we know how to actually analyze deals nowadays you know mm-hmm. uh, that's something that i didn't do that i didn't know at the beginning because i was just I was just throwing deals on the contract, like, left and right. <laughs> yeah, and I was throwing contracts. I was getting stuff on the contract left and right, and I and buyers would laugh at me and, and that. But now, you know, through failure, you learn. So, mm. uh, so yeah, man, that's what, uh, that's what we're doing now. We're just wholesaling. Just mm. wholesaling.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking on analyzing deals, getting data and all those things, I know, so a lot of people, like, I feel like that's something that, a lot of times, people don't talk about when they talk about what well, they want to get into wholesaling or they, they're about to start wholesaling. They don't really go over the importance of knowing how to analyze mm-hmm. the deal. The port, the importance of knowing how to you know screen the data or whatever. So, All right, like, say, like, do, do you do you mind going over that? Those two things.
3: So basically, um, you know, every market they have, every market has a certain return on investment that an investor wants to pay. Uh, for example, Florida, South Florida, it's a super saturated market. It's a, it's a, it's a buyer's market over here. So there's not a lot of good deals and that mean, and that causes sellers. I mean, that causes, uh, buyers to accept a lower, uh, return on investment. I mean, I'm selling, I can sell deals over here. 85% of ARV all day.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: All day. Yeah. That's how that, the, the lack of deals over here is, um, you know, it's, 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 it's real. Uh, but there's other markets like Houston where, you know, there's a lack of, um, how do I say it? There's too many buyers. There's too many buyers, and and uh, how do I say it, man? Over there, they accept like 25 percent return on investment, 30 uh, percent return on investment. So you got to get deals 75 percent, 70 percent of ARV. But now we don't do that. We don't we don't analyze deal based off 75 percent of ARV. None of that. So what we do now is um, what the way we analyze it is we go ahead and find we we go ahead and find the cheapest comp compare the cheapest comparable to the subject property that you're wholesaling. And we try to go under that. So, and we try to stay below that, below the cheapest comp. And um, that's, you know, I think it's much easier. It's much easier for us uh, to get deals that way. Because um, we already know what our buyers are going to be are going be uh, paying for. Right. You know, exactly. So it's way much easier instead of just calculating ARVs and rehabs. We don't do none of that. We just go based off the cheapest comp, and it's so much. The process is so much easier, and um, and once let's say if we do if they accept something that's below that comp, we go out there and we take a look at it. Then we estimate repairs and whatnot, and see if we could sell it for more than the cheapest comp, or do we have to be a little bit less than the cheapest comp? But they usually tell you that uh, within the first conversation. So. So yeah, that's a little bit of our uh, uh, analyzing process because uh, this is—you got to be super good at this. I mean, this right. is what this is what uh, being a wholesaler is about: just analyzing deals, knowing what a deal is. So you have to be on point with that. That's like the most important part right there because if you're not analyzing good deals, nobody's gonna buy from you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, man, that's um, that's the name of the game.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I want I want and the reason I want you to talk on that because like I said, I feel like people don't <laughs> mention that part enough about that because that's something like you know everybody kind of want to get to wholesaling now but it's like it's popular yeah because it's it's real popular now but if you're not like if you're not knowing how to analyze deals and all that and all that i mean it's like you you probably not gonna have that much success within it you know what i mean at all not at all so yep, yep. and another thing i want to ask you because i know you're a real estate investor also so my question was do you prefer investing or do you prefer wholesaling uh, for now, I prefer in wholesaling. Okay. I'm selling
3: 100%. The market is super, you know, it's, if so, you know, you don't know if it's going to go down, or if it's going to go up, but I, I think, to be honest, I think wholesaling is where it's at right now. I mean, cause I can make, I can make the same amount of profit that, a, uh, that, um that a rehabber is going to make on a deal by wholesaling it. And a faster amount of time and no risk. You got to think about that also. I mean, there's zero, there's zero risk. There's no risk at all. What you lose a contract, then you know that's. nothing. Where? Nobody's gonna. Um, yeah, I mean, that's. Um, I think it's. I think wholesaling is the name of the game. I mean, it's it's super cool, man. It's um, it's way. I think it's way better than rehabbing because there's less overhead. There's less uh expenses, less out of pocket, out of out of out of pocket money.
2: gonna
3: mm-hmm. spent wholesaling. I mean. You
2: know, re- wholesaling, yeah. you
3: know, so, and yeah, man, this is, uh, if you want to start off, I think wholesaling is the perfect thing to do, uh, cause it gives you a good idea of what a deal is, what a deal isn't. And, um, so yeah, man, I definitely mm. do.
0: So. Okay. And another thing I want to add to is like, let's just, for the people that's going to hear this episode, that's thinking about wholesaling, they hear like, they, they hear a lot of information. Now they're like, mm, okay, so where do I start? Like, what's my starting point? What would you say, What would you say to anyone that's 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 listening and they're thinking about that?
3: Okay, so if you were to start off right now, uh, you would probably want want to watch as many video uh, YouTube videos as possible because that's what I did. Mm-hmm. That's what I did about wholesaling. And um, once you got the whole technique under under wrap, you then go ahead and buy a list. You go on ListSwords You buy you buy a list within your county. It's going to be from night of. Uh, what, what do I say? You want the, you want the ownership to be from 1900 all the way up to like 2003. And then you're going to do two, uh, single family residents, multifamily, whatever. Uh, non-owner occupied. Um, absentee owners, of course. Uh, no trustees, no LLCs. You want to include both mailing and property address. And then you want to get a skip trace. Once you get a skip trace, you're going to go ahead and um, send it. And with skip tracing, I, I, I personally use need to skip. Neat hmm. tip is um I think it's it's pretty it's pretty good data I mean you I get it I get it for like eighteen cents a pop but that's because I do a lot of I, I do a lot of uh I got a big list uh but I think uh if you do like a thousand or something like that or uh two thousand I think it's like thirty thirty five cents so I would get that skip trace and then I would invest in an auto dialer hmm. um and I would start calling you know I would start calling immediately and you know start talking to people because the more momentum that you build up the more faster it is uh for you to get a deal you're not gonna build any momentum by just sitting around listening to wholesale l- listening to wholesale um, you know <laughs> video youtube you're not you're not gonna do that it's the action you have to implement stuff you hear uh and you got to do it as fast as possible and that's really what separates some um you know the one percent from the other from the other 99 people that implement you know you got to implement everything um Implement um yeah man that's 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 the key right there so yeah I mean I would do that if I was if like if I was brand new I would do exactly just that I would buy a list I would get a skip trace I would start cold calling and um and yeah that's basically it and then I would probably partner up with somebody that um that knows wholesaling that's in your market that would um uh that has done deals and you see and you know you see them around and whatnot and let let them know man hey I'm gonna bring you some deals um but let's partner up you know. So I I would, I would probably just do that, but you gotta you definitely gotta invest in that auto dollar. Uh That's that's something that I would have done from the jump because uh, it takes me time, dude. I mean, I'm doing if we could do, I think with all auto, auto Dollar we're doing like 100 phone calls an hour.
2: Mm, yeah, Damn, so and, 100 phone calls an
0: hour. So imagine that. I mean, that's crazy. Cause like you said, yeah. it like 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 you said, it's really just a numbers game. So the more the more right. call you the more calls you're doing, the more likelihood you'll get more and more deals. And the less exactly. the less calls, the less like it's a numbers game, like you said. So that makes that makes a lot of sense.
3: Exactly. That's yeah. the first. That's that's the first thing right there, man. Um, so it's a, it really is a numbers game. I mean, I I used to do ten phone calls a day, hundred phone calls a day, and I would, you know, I would think that would, uh, that wasn't enough. I mean, right. I thought it was enough, but it's not enough. You gotta you gotta create as many leads as possible. You know, mm. uh, for uh, put out as many offers as possible. At the end of the game, at the end of the day, it's all about how many offers you put out. Uh, because if you're not making offers, you're not getting anything accepted. And right. without get not getting anything accepted, you're not gonna get any deal So So that's so that's the end game right there. Making an offer. If somebody's interested in selling, even if they're asking, you know, dollar, effort, dude, make an offer. It doesn't hurt to hear. It doesn't hurt to make an offer. So, yeah. so yeah, man. That's um, that's that's what that's uh, that's what how I see that. So. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, man. Okay, okay. And do you think so? You think it's better to uh, if you if someone is starting, you think it's better for them to start in their market as opposed to doing virtual wholesaling.
3: Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, in your market, if you have some if if, if you have some money lined up, like a, um, if uh, you know you have some money saved up and whatnot, I I think personally, I would probably get an, I would probably get a hire a mentor like a wholesaler in your area mm-hmm. that's doing deals. You, you know give them some money you know have them have them um have them help you with analyzing deals and um going to appointments and whatnot uh and, and of course you, you're always still gonna want to do your marketing um but that combination that combination right there is gonna is gonna propel you far um i wish i, I probably i probably should have done that at the beginning but you know it's it is what it is now i'm now i'm you know Showing people how it's done. Uh, learning from my mistakes. Don't learn Don't learn from your own mistakes. Why would you learn from your own mistakes? That's, exactly. it, it, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, man, I mean, and I've done quite a, a lot of wholesale deals. So,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, you know, I, got, I have the credibility to back everything that I'm saying. So, yeah, man, uh, that's probably something that, that um, yeah, that's basically it, dude. Yeah.
1: So, um, we talked a lot about finding sellers and cold calling and all that. But how do you grow your buyers list? Like, what's your strategy for that? So the way that I grow my buyers,
3: what I'm doing now is so much better. It's way better. So every time we find a deal, every time we get a good deal, and we know that it's a good deal, we go ahead and and search. We go on the MLS and um, search up all sales transactions, cash transactions within the past 500 days for similar properties. Um, If it's a single family house, you do it for all single-family house within a mile radius, and then we contact the, the seller, the the buyer's agent, and we do that. And um, and yeah, we we ask them, hey, I got a deal over here on ABC. Street. Uh, I thought that you, I thought I saw that you sold your deal to a cash buyer. Are you is if you looking to buy more? So that's really what we do. And if you don't have MLS access, you could always go to Zillow, Zillow or Realtor, and you uh you you press on the sold tab, recently sold, and you go back, uh. A year and a half or something like that and um i'm gonna show you a whole bunch of comps uh, a, bunch of, a whole list of properties and you want to find the ugliest ones because if you're gonna wholesale a deal it has to be an ugly house right. you can't wholesale a deal, so
2: um so yeah i mean if uh, you go on realtor or zillow you find a you you find the comps, uh you find the, the ugly comps that you
3: just want then you call that buyer's agent or the one of I'm I'm pretty sure you can find the buyer's agent over or it might be the listing agent that you can find out there. Either way, you got to find you got to find somebody involved with that transaction cuz they can help facilitate your wholesale deal, your first wholesale deal. So that's one way. Um, another way would probably be if you if uh, me we have I-95 the, the interstate. So I, w- I initially I would go ahead and put up some bandit signs on the I-95 uh, the interstate freeway and it would say cheap house for sale cash only and then i would put a google voice number on that uh on that on that uh bandit sign and i would uh, and i would sit it there from friday at 5 30 all the way up to sunday probably sunday night maybe like midnight or one o'clock in the morning or something like that and i would just let it sit there and then i would i would go pick it up and then do it again next up uh, next uh the next, uh, the next, uh, following weekend. And, um, because code, code uh, the code enforcement people, they, they don't like bandit mm. signs. You can easily
2: <laughs> get fined mm. over that. Um, I had a buddy of mine who, you know, he put out a lot of bandit signs over there in Houston. And, um, one day he got a call from a, a, mo- a motivated
3: seller or, or so he thought it, was, they were, uh, and, uh, when they told him to meet him at the house, at a, at a house, it ended up being a code, uh. A code enforcement
2: official. Yeah, yeah. So you got to be
3: super careful about that, and that's why I say doing it doing it on the weekend. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, that that is probably the best. And our our real estate uh, networking
2: events is probably the best way, you know. Mm. And uh, I think those three three ways right there is perfect.
3: Mm. Uh, the networking events, uh, the band signs on the freeway, and um, the MLS sold comps, finding the listing agents and whatnot. That's a that's a solid way to uh, to build a good buyer's list, especially at the beginning. So yeah, I, like, I like
0: that, and I, and I lost. I like the fact that you spoke on like for uh like looking for pretty pretty much looking for homes that's messed up because I feel like a lot of new wholesalers <clears throat> like when I I see a lot of new wholesalers speak on this or looking for deals, I think they forget or I know or they don't know that you shouldn't be looking for properties that's that's you know that's well. Pretty much well dressed. That's just, just being, that's just been remodeled. It's like exactly. there's no there's real there's really no deal in that because the money's already been made if it's being remodeled. Exactly. So it's like you, <laughs> so it's like you you got to look for those deals. Those what they call distressed properties. It's a reason. Exactly. It's a reason you look for the distressed properties opposed to something 100%. that looks good. Yeah, hundred
3: percent, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think when I first started off, I was I was locking up properties that were remodeled. Mm. It's pretty, it's pretty, dumb of, mine. It's pretty <laughs> dumb of mine. Um, but that's 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 what happens when you know you don't have any guidance. And I was looking at yeah. properties, not ninety five percent of it, ninety uh, percent of ARV and whatnot. Right. So this, is what I would do, um, as far as that goes, I would probably look to see how long they've owned it. If they owned it for two years or a year, they probably they're probably not interested in selling it at a huge discount. Right. But if they owned it for twenty years, thirty years, forty years. I think they'll be interested in selling it at, at a discount because mm-hmm. they, you know, it's uh, they they probably don't know what the market is right now and um, uh, you know, the market values and whatnot. And yeah, man, I mean that's that's one of the reasons that I that um, that I said to I mentioned about the list source thing and the criteria, um, finding people that have owned the properties over twenty years, over nineteen years, something like that, because those people are more interested in uh, selling at a discount, and they they you know they have a distressed property.
2: Right.
3: Uh, people that just bought a house last year, I mean. They their house is probably fixed up, you know, it's probably fixed up or you have an investor. So it's either an investor or a, or a, a turnkey home, a turnkey investor or a homeowner. Um, and none of those are gonna,
2: none of those people are gonna give you a discount a deal. So mm, yeah. yeah, you gotta
3: and, find it with a long 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 term
0: ownership. So yeah. and you spoke and you something you also spoke on a couple times was like guidance. So. I could tell you. You think having a mentor is super important, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I, and I want you to. I just want to speak on that a little more because I know some people they get hesitant on finding, like, on actually paying, asking for help, and paying for it because they feel like yeah. Man, I can find out on my own. But I feel like the smartest people are the ones that don't have to learn from their own mistakes. They learn from other people's mistakes. Exactly. They don't got They don't got to go through it.
2: Exactly. They don't have to
3: go through all the through all the frustrations and all the errors. That's why I mean, even I mean, I've done a lot of wholesale deals, and even I'm looking for mentors. I'm still looking for mm. mentors. I, I preach so much about that because it's so important. It saves you time. It saves you time and energy. I just met I, I mentored this cat this cat over here in Houston. His name is AJ, and this guy, you know, he came to me like two months ago, and I think we did, we closed on we closed on his wholesale deal like last week. It didn't take me two months to get a wholesale deal. It took me nine. That's because I didn't have any guidance.
2: So mm. it
3: really takes it, it. It really saves you a lot of time, a lot of a lot of time and energy. I mean, yeah, that's probably the, the. To be honest, besides the marketing, that's probably the first thing I would. I probably would have invested in is a good mentor, somebody that you could actually that that can prove that they done done wholesale deals. You know, give me should me some addresses, something like that. Let me see your company your website, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Because I mean, I there's a lot of people that that wholesaling and they're, they're not really doing any deals so you gotta very, qualify them dude you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta screen them uh, just like I screen my my, my my mentors to be honest right 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 uh, like I, I shit I mean uh, those, those dudes uh, Carlos Reyes and Sal Shakir out of uh, National Cash Offer and uh, and um Arizona, I shit. I've been looking at those guys for a while now. then you know, when you post, when you post so many checks, so many you know, fifty thousand dollar checks, sixty thousand dollar checks, and post your office and whatnot, it it, it creates credibility. And that's what yeah. uh, that I look for in a mentor, credibility. Um, if you could show me, a, you know, your operation and whatnot, and you, you know that you're actually closing deals, then you know, then they thing, then yeah, man, that's uh, I would probably invest in that. Um, that's like that, that's the first thing
0: that's the first thing uh I, I would have done different probably get a probably get a mentor mm. and so yeah. an, another thing another thing I've seen you speak on on Twitter and I've seen some people like they give you a little flack on it but I like I love the fact that you said it when you said something about uh being at, like uh having access to this network but something you having to pay like 150,000 or something and then people were like, yeah. "Yeah." People were like, "Why? Why would? Why, it was like, why the hell would you pay a hundred thousand dollars to go into a, like a room with other people?'" But, I, but when, when I seen it, I completely understood it off the jump. I'm like, "People, okay. How could you not understand this concept. It's not about the money you paying for. It's having access to. Obviously, if you paying a hundred thousand dollars to get in a room with people, those are people with influence, with probably power, with a with a, a probably crazy access a to capital, a wealth of knowledge. So it's like it's, it's, it's just it's it's easy to me i i easily understood it but a lot of i've seen some people like what so i want you to speak on that yeah man <laughs>
2: yeah
3: there was a few people that gave me flack on that but yeah. um, you know, it is what it is i mean that's um i think it's i think it's, I, I, to be honest i'm looking forward to to, to paying 150 thousand a hundred thousand and to get in the mastermind group that's awesome exactly. uh, that Sean Terry is in, um, and uh, uh, another another big wholesaler over here, AC Ramos in Houston. You know they're in that they're in that um, that uh, boardroom mastermind whatever it's called. Mm. I'm not too sure what it is, but I got to look it up because I want to get in there. And um, yeah, man, I mean, being surrounded by those type of people, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna
2: push you, dude. They're gonna push you to get to to level up. Exactly. Uh, if if you got a hundred thousand dollars to spend, just to be in a room with people, I mean. You, it, it must, it must
3: say something about you that you must be doing something good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Sean Terry was speaking about that. Uh, that that there was some dude in there um, that he was pushing out like three hundred thousand postcards a month. Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand postcards mm-hmm. a month, and they were netting like around one point two million a month in
2: just wholesale
3: transactions. Yeah. So I mean, when I heard that, you know, I I immediately posted posted it on Facebook because I you know I like anything that comes in worth of value i mean I always posted on i mean on, on Twitter i mean yeah I always post it on Twitter and um and yeah dude that that, that inspired me man that, I'm like damn dude I gotta get in
2: there
3: <laughs> i gotta i gotta close more deals man i gotta
2: mm-hmm. get in there asa yeah. so
3: yeah man it's important to be around um influential people uh for sure because their energy
2: rubs off on you yeah i mean I was uh when I was young um i wasn't i wasn't around influential people and that's why I wasn't doing good you know mm-hmm. all the I was
3: around bad people. Um, And um, ever since I switched my environment, everything's been perfect. You know, everything's been going well. So your environment really tells you a lot about yourself. Um, And if... uh, And... Well... Let me take that back. Well, kind, what kind of, the people that you surround yourself with, not yeah. just your environment, but the, the circle that you surround yourself with. Yeah. It really does tell you a lot about yourself. And, um, that's why, I mean, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's super important to be surrounded by those type of people. And that's why I, I preach about networking events. Uh, especially if you're just starting off, man, networking events is the go-to place because you're surrounded with a lot of people, uh, doing the same thing, man. And it gives you, and it, um, it propels you forward because you hear their stories and then you get motivated and whatnot. And,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, man, um I suggest that a lot, man. Being yeah. surrounded, a lot of
1: good
2: people. So yeah, man. Um, throughout yeah.
1: this conversation, like it's very obvious you have like a real go-getter mindset, and you know, like being an entrepreneur, and a real estate investor, you know, you go through a lot of ups and downs, and you know, it's a lot of stuff that's gonna test you. So for you, like, how do you maintain like a positive mindset and like keep pushing through?
3: Uh, I have a lot of faith. I'm a very, I'm a Christian, so you know, I'm um. God, I, I I always I have I have this tremendous faith that really doesn't let me get down. Mm. Uh, and when you create when you create a, a a mindset of you know pure faith and gratitude, it's impossible to feel down. Um, I mean, that's the only reason that I probably never gave up when I was uh, when I throughout those nine months of getting my first wholesale deal because i have this per- i had this faith that <laughs> it's yeah you know, it's uh it's unbelievable keep you going <laughs> yeah man i mean it's crazy how this thing works uh it, but it's is it's, it's true i mean and the law of attraction what
2: that's <laughs> all the
3: all of that stuff really helped me uh keeping that attitude that hey man this is um the process works i just gotta keep going keep going and, uh, and uh and keep pushing forward i gotta have faith man and that's 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 something that i just kept uh, repeating in my mind throughout all the time till this day i mean because i'm still not at the position that i want to be you know i I know that there's 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 more
2: you know i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that i'm i'm at the best
3: position ever because i'm not um i am am i doing a lot of deals i am doing a lot of deals but that doesn't mean i'm i'm you know where i want to be uh and you know uh sometimes to get you get depressed um when you don't see instant results, um, yeah. but I would say
2: keep that, keep that,
3: keep that gratitude. You got to enjoy the journey. You got to really mm. enjoy the journey. Cause I, to be honest, dude, I knew I was gonna be here, wait a long time ago. I already knew. I, I already had it in my mind. I already mm. knew, man. Hey, I, I told. I, I have it written in my books when I was like nineteen. By this time, by by the time I'm twenty five, I'm gonna be closing ten transactions a month. And I just kept writing everything down, writing it down every single day, and you know, look where I'm at. I mean, I'm at—I'm only 22, so, um, so yeah. I mean, I jumped a little. You know, I got in a little bit early, but, but yeah, dude. I mean, that's probably—that's um, probably what I what I would do uh, if, because uh, a lot of things happen in life. I mean, yeah, um, always go wrong. Yeah, man, that's life. You gotta, yeah.
2: but you gotta—you you can't change—you can not change you, you, can't, uh, you can't change your attitude at all i
3: mean you have to have this gratitude uh, attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. all the time you have to be grateful that you're that you're um
2: that you're struggling you got to be grateful for everything mm-hmm. for where you live your car
3: everything your financial situation everything at all because when once you do that uh god god he's gonna bless you more man he's mm-hmm. he's he looks at that and he looks how you deal with small stuff and then he gives you bigger Big stuff, stuff Exactly, so that's how I see it, man. He gives yeah. you a lot more bigger stuff to deal with, and if you and if you act good with the small stuff, you know he knows that you're gonna act good with <laughs> the big stuff. So he's gonna keep he's gonna keep blessing you, man. And um, that's uh, that's basically how you know I've gone through everything because um, I've been through a lot, dude. I mean, I've been through a lot of, of you know within business and personal stuff. I mean, it's it's been a hell of a ride, mm. uh, and that's really the only thing that's been really keeping me above uh, my faith and my gratitude. It's like a cloak. It's like a a cloak of invincibility. Uh, I read a lot about the Warrior of the Light by uh, Paolo Paulo
2: Coelho, mm-hmm. and um, he says your face is your cloak of invincibility. Nobody could touch you.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm untouchable right now, man. I feel like I feel like I'm on top of the world. On top of the world, I'm untouchable. Nobody mm-hmm. could. Can. You can't. I'm, I'm untouchable,
2: man. <laughs> 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 but,
3: uh, but yeah, man, that's yeah. Uh, that's something that I would that I would keep practicing um especially in the beginning stage of investing and uh you
0: know doing wholesaling uh gratitude I, i love i love that mentality man and like all that you're speaking on like to me it's really just how i see it is it's really just controlling the controllables like all the other stuff outside of you you really probably ain't got no control over that but if you can control your attitude your effort. All those things, that's all. You can control it. So exactly. as long as you uh, putting your best towards those things, yeah, you, you will be good in my eyes. So I, I definitely like, and some people will see that as like, uh, you know, sometimes when somebody has an optimistic mentality, people see that as like, a uh, they're like, I'm trying to think of the word. They see it as like a fake thing. You like like he's like you being unrealistic or something. Mm-hmm. But in my in my yeah. head, I'm like, this it it's not un, it's not unrealistic at all because you just don't have the same mentality, so you wouldn't understand it.
3: Exactly.
0: So yeah. They, they only understand from their level of perception, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. Um but
3: uh yeah, man, that's uh that's a huge key right there. Yeah. Um and actually having a good I mean, even if some shit you know, Good energy in total, man. I mean, I know I, I do a lot of, I know I talk about a lot of real estate, but everything has started with the mind.
2: With the mind, everything. Right? Everything. My life wouldn't be where
3: it's at if I if it if it wasn't for my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, man. I think that's that's probably the first thing. That, besides the mentoring. <laughs> I keep going back. I would probably fix, I would probably focus on my mindset. mindset first. If you know you have and and you have to recognize it. You have to be very upfront with yourself, dude. I mean I'm talk I'm talking about being very direct and very uh,
2: putting a lot of self responsibility on yourself.
3: Mm. Um, if something doesn't happen to you, I mean, it's because of you. If something happens to you, it's because of you. You did something that make it happen, you did something to not make it happen. That's how I see it for myself and uh, and yeah, man, I mean um What's it called? It's all about the mindset, man. Mm -hmm. You got to start off with a solid mindset. You know, read some books. I I would probably recommend, um, what's it called? Uh, The Warrior of the Light, Paulo Coelho, uh, that Brazilian dude. And um, Think and Grow Rich, of course. Yeah. um, You know, and uh, Wallace D. Wattles, uh, The Science of Being Great. You Mm. know, there's a science of being rich, but there's also a science of being great.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah man
3: those are some solid books those guys are like from the 1900s yeah. those guys are early 1900s, like the 30s so this these are like the original books that talk, that started talking about success and those same principles I still apply I still apply them every day mm. um so yeah man fix,
2: fix the mindset is super important yeah. uh, at the beginning and uh and yeah um yeah man
0: I, I, lo- I, lo- I love that mindset uh talk in that in that in that accountability talk because, like, it's crazy. Like, like, I always say, like, anything that happens in my life, I always take complete responsibility for it. Then I was, exactly. thinking, I was thinking recently, it's funny, I was thinking recently to myself, like, man, I wonder why that is. Like, why do I do that? Because it, it could be something that it really didn't happen. like, I didn't have no control over it. But if, if I was a part of it, I'm like, all right, it's my fault. And I was thinking, like, why do I do that? Then I thought, like, damn, I remember when I was a kid, like, anything that used to happen in my life, like, if it was in school... And I would get in trouble. And it was like, it was something I really didn't do. My dad would always be like, nah, this on you. You need to fix this. I'm like, what? I didn't do nothing. He was always be like, No, nah, you need, you need, you know what I'm saying? This on you. You're responsible. You could do that. I'm like, what? And I used to be pissed. I used to be like pissed. And now I'm grown. Damn. I'm like, damn, he installed this, like, accountability thing in me no matter what. Like, it ain't right. gonna be my fault. I'm always gonna be, I'm gonna always take ownership. But that gives you control. What he was doing subconsciously was giving me control. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I'm not no victim to nothing, to no circumstance at all. I'm controlling my life at all times. So now for I'm sure. like, damn, I, I really respect that. And I was, that, I, that gave me a lot of insight when I was thinking about, like, damn, this is why I think right. the way I think, for real. <laughs> Especially looking back now. yeah. You know. Older,
3: I mean, same here,
0: man. Because you know, when you start, when you start, um, um, when you start putting blame on somebody else, your brain stops working. Your yeah. brain working. Um, how do I say it? Uh, it start it stops thinking of solutions, serious, and, thinking of problems, uh, thinking of uh, problem solving solutions Like but when you put it on yourself, you could you, you're stuck thinking, what could I, what could I have done
2: different for this not
3: to happen, yep. uh, or for this to happen, what did I do? Um, and that's, um, you know, that's a good, that's, I mean, that's, that's probably the best thing <laughs> that, uh, that being self-accountable could, you know, could do yeah. for you. Thinking part the logic, you start thinking, dude, and not a lot of, thinking is hard. A lot of people, yeah.
0: a lot of people don't like thinking, yeah. uh, it's tough work, it's tough. you know? Yeah, man, it's tough work.
3: Um, but you know, once you start developing the habit of, uh, self-accountability
0: is, it becomes case. So, it, it's crazy. is I didn't even know you were 22, man. I thought you was older.
2: Nah,
0: dude. I'm so, I, just, I, see, I swear, <laughs> yeah, bro. I, bro, bro. No lie, I, I thought you was like close to close to thirty, bro. <laughs> bro. Yeah, bro. I don't know why. Wow. I don't know why, bro. I, I swear, I I'm like that's when you said you was twenty twelve. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm not,
2: I'm,
3: not a, I'm not a, you know, I'm
0: not, I'm a young cat, dude. Right? Just yeah, you that, but you that's just that's, that's yeah. <laughs> but, but that's dope, man. Because you you're doing so many things that people you know people your age right now they're not even thinking about. Not only, right. not only, not only are they not doing it; they're not even thinking about it. Like they mind it somewhere totally else. Where they like, but they, like ten years from now, they're gonna be like, "Damn, I wish I was doing. I wish I was doing all that when I was, you know, started at his age." So you're way ahead of the game already. But yeah, <laughs> yeah man. And uh, I only got a couple more questions for you. But another one I uh, I had was not, now that we know you're 22, I had, my question was whether you see yourself five years from now, five, ten years from now, where do you see yourself.
3: I see myself closing like two hundred transactions a month also. Wow. With like with maybe like a hundred fifty virtual assistants, maybe like twenty uh acquisition agents, a whole bunch of disposition agents and uh just really blowing this thing up, man. And uh owning maybe like, you know, a thousand a thousand units or something like that. Um mm. I think big man, I gotta I- I don't know, man. I think super big now that I that I put myself uh, around these huge people because I'm around a lot of a lot of heavy hitters, dude. I'm, mm-hmm. up, I'm around a lot of 50, 60, 70 transactions a
2: month heavy hitters. You know, mm. and, um, this and this this goes back to the part
3: about actually, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. And um, I wouldn't be thinking like that if I if I was surrounded by people, you know, just uh, just getting a or people. Yeah, man, I, I probably wouldn't be doing that. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean. Um, probably yeah like 100 150 transactions a month something like that um blowing
0: up this wholesale uh game and um yeah probably owning a fuck ton of units <laughs> yeah, See, that, he and thought
1: about this because he said that, that 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 that's, that's, what was, quick. that's what i
0: was about to say that, that's, and, that's, <laughs> and that's why i like people, that's why i like asking people that question because I I, I I just like ga- gauging it because you know some people you ask and they'll be hesitant because they never really thought about it before but, if, right. but but for the people that's really winners and that's really going to win, not only have they thought about that, they thought about 20 years from now where I'm going to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 30 years from now, I know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to be doing 30 years from now. I already mapped it out with like how I want to live. So that's like so dope to me. And I really asked that to show people that if you're really about upgrading and leveling up, you already right. got everything mapped up. You already know what you want to do. you seen how I asked him where you see yourself five years, 10 years from now. It was no hesitation, no thought. He instantly sped out an answer. A oh, yeah. answer at that. You, so have that it, exactly. you have to. Exactly. It's so
3: necessary. You have to, man. You have to know exactly where you're going. Um, you have to put up...
0: <clears throat> what I do is... Um, I have a 10X journal. Uh, you guys have heard of Grant Cardone, Grant Cardone, right? yeah. Uncle G.
3: So this guy, he came out with a journal. Um, and I, at the end of the journal, I put in my 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 yearly goal. And then on my whiteboard, because I have a whiteboard at home, I put on my five-year goal. And uh what you gotta do, man, you gotta you gotta you gotta really calculate it down to the team, man. You gotta you gotta know by the end of this month I'm gonna be doing this transactions uh yeah. this many transactions. I'm gonna be in this position. By the end of the other month or by the end of the year and the end of two years, I'm gonna be doing here. So mm-hmm. you really gotta have everything planned out. Um, but sometimes things change so you can't really um you know, life I mean that's life, man. Things right. sometimes things can go as planned, so you can't right. really start up that much but you do have to focus on what's uh, at the
2: task at hand exactly. um, if i know if 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 i know that i
3: have to knock out at least you know 300 phone calls i mean 150 phone calls to get one lead and like 21 leads is gonna get me one deal then i know how many I, I know how many uh i need by the end of the week mm. in order to In order to get three deals In order to get 10 a month So You gotta really break down The analytics dude I'm super analytic About everything man Mm -hmm. And uh, Especially with my goal setting And with my business Um And uh Yeah man That's uh
2: That's another thing right there Man Mm -hmm. you gotta be You gotta be super To be honest You gotta be super Organized about everything
3: Mm -hmm. Especially about where you're going Exactly Uh, Yeah man uh, You gotta keep it all on You gotta write it down Yep. I think it's so important To write Write shit down man I
0: mean
2: Mm -hmm.
3: That's um, yeah, man. That's so, super important. <laughs> so, <laughs> man,
2: like
0: like the late great Nipsey Hussle said, I gotta cross my T's and dot my I's, or I can't sleep well. You gotta <laughs> have that map. You gotta know what you want to do, man. Exactly. And my, my and if, now you go you go you got it.
3: And if you write it down, it makes it
0: so much more vivid, man. More vivid, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, bro. I
3: mean, happening. It's gonna happen. I mean, I had it. I had it written down in my notebook two years ago uh, that I was gonna do ten transactions a month. Look like where we're at right now,
0: how amazing. many? How many? How many? Tra- how many? Uh, deals have you done? Uh, I'd say
3: like, man, I let me see. Uh, it's a little bit over
0: a hundred. Man, so yeah, you, man. At twenty-two that's years amazing. old, man, Yeah, yeah. As long as you keep doing, you are gonna be over ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
3: hopefully, God willing, man. But uh, yeah, man. but yeah, yeah,
0: that's what it is, man. Yeah, man, but we we uh, going to get ready to wrap up. But before we wrap up, man, I just want to say we definitely appreciate you coming on, man. taking time out your day because I know you're busy and you uh on, like, travel right now. And you got some stuff. Right. So I, I, we definitely, definitely appreciate what you're doing. Taking time out your day to come on the show. Spit some gems. Spit some games. Chop it up with us, man. We definitely really, really appreciate that, man, for real. For nah, I appreciate
3: you guys, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's an awesome thing that you guys are doing for the community, man, with this, yeah. uh, with this podcast. So I really do appreciate you guys having me
0: on. Yeah, man. But before we let you go, do you mind uh, letting the people know, like, where can they find you? They like, like all things you're doing. They want information. They want mentorship. Where 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 can they find you?
3: Right, yeah. I mean, um, on Twitter, uh, I'm uh, Willy Guffaro, Willny Gufaro. That's W I L L N Y G U I F A R R O number one, uh, and I'm on Instagram I man, uh Will Gafaro my first name so yeah man um you can just you guys just reach me uh, reach out to me on there I um I'm not taking any more membership uh people I mean I I like uh, I like focusing on the people that I have because I want to build them up you know as efficiently as possible because my time is limited right uh, yeah man um that's pretty much uh where you can find me and uh yeah reach out to me if you do have any
0: questions or anything so. Most definitely, bro. Well, we appreciate you coming mm-hmm. on, man. We're going to have to do this. We're we going to have to make you a uh, a common guest with you being like, because I, I want to see where you at when you 25. I want to see where for you sure. at when you 30. So I'm going to definitely be keeping in touch with you, bro. Definitely. Uh, that was good, Xavier. I appreciate yeah. it, man. We appreciate I really you, bro. Talk to you soon, bro.
2: See you, man.
0: Yeah. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets with uh Real Estate Will. Like, he gave his information for you guys that want to reach out to him. And uh before we before we uh get off on this episode, I wanna let you guys know for those who don't know, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C Miller, Facebook Xavier Miller, uh Deanna, she's gonna give you her info as
2: well. And
1: you can find me on Twitter at Deanna S Kent. Uh Instagram, I have two. You can find me at Deanna Kent or Kent Real Estate. Kent Real Estate, if you're in need of any real estate services or notary needs in the state of California, feel free to reach out to me on that business page, and I can, you know, get in touch with you and do what I can to help. And uh, don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the Millionaire Mindset's daily tech subscription, you can do so by texting at M-Mindset to 81010. Again, that is at M-Mindset to 81010.
0: And, you know, we'll send you out those daily gems. Uh, bless, excuse <laughs> me. Bless, excuse me. Bless me. <laughs> but uh, that's all we have for y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next but I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk because you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way.
2: Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.